0: Hi everyone, thanks for joining me for another episode of Data Dialogues. I'm Julian Redmond, General Manager at Certus Insight. For today's episode, I have a very special guest, Vincent McBurney, who's an Information Architect at MLC Life Insurance. But more importantly, he was a colleague of mine at Certus for over 10 years. Vincent has over 20 years of experience in information management and was a Data Vault 2.0 trainer while he was at Certus. Today he's gonna talk a little bit about his journey at MLC, the essential steps that they've taken to deploy Datavault 2.0, uh, disciplined agile practices and how they're implemented in a real world environment, and some of the lessons he's learned over his long career. As you can see, there's a lot to cover, so let's get on with it. Hey, Vincent, thanks for joining. Um, maybe you could just tell us a little bit a bit about MLC and your role there.
1: Yeah, so uh, MLC Life Insurance is a company that's split off from that bank. And currently sells a range of life insurance products and superannuation products. And I joined them as an information architect in the data and analytics team. And my role is to try and define an architecture for reporting and analytics across the organisation that's starting to use some of the uh, cutting edge in uh, data and analytics. And uh, and I work under uh, the data with the data team and with the enterprise architecture team on fleshing out solutions that's going to help uh, MLC find insight from their data.
0: Yeah, very cool. So maybe we should talk about uh, your journey to MLC um, and your experience with Data Vault. So do you want to maybe give us a rundown on just very quickly on the last 20 years? Maybe?
1: Yeah, so I stumbled across Data Vault about uh, 12 years ago when I was looking at a way of building a data warehouse that had a third normal form data layer in it and a whole lot of information marts. I couldn't find a very good definition of that data layer in any of the books. And I came across Datavolt, which defined it using hubs, links, and satellites, and a uh, set-based, a pattern based approach to designing and storing that data. And I really liked the simplicity of Datavolt back then, and it had a set of rules that I could follow. And that allowed me to design this entire enterprise data layer and then on top of that, we built uh, data marts and uh, reports, but I thought it was quite successful at that time in uh, building and bringing data from three main business systems together using a single data warehouse team in under a year and letting us focus our time on building very good marts and reports without spending all of our time and effort designing and building an enterprise data layer based on uh, somebody else's idea of the model. So um, ever since then, I thought Data Vault was the easiest way to connect data and to create an enterprise data warehouse, and I've been pushing and promoting it for years. And uh, several years ago, I had the chance to become a Data Vault trainer. And I spent time with Dan Lindstedt, the inventor of Data Vault, and uh, I did my train the trainer certification. And I spent a couple of years running Data Vault training courses, and I loved it. Uh, I loved it so much. I took on this information architecture role because it let me spend my most of my time designing and building a data vault.
0: Yeah, that's great. And I guess you get to experience owning a data warehouse now rather than just building them for other people, which would uh, be pretty cool. So um, uh, let's think about maybe what are the priorities you see as being essential to getting started with a, a data vault?
1: Well, the main priority is working out what it is you're actually building and fundamentally understanding what a data vault is. Uh, I spent a lot of time in classes explaining it's the delivery of products to the users. It's the delivery of a report to a line manager. It's delivery of analytics. It's delivery of entire marts. But at the end of the day, you're delivering inside products. And Data Vault gives you an assembly line for accelerating the delivery of those products. But the Data Vault itself isn't the products. The Data Vault methodology isn't the products. You're not an architecture uh, delivery team you're an inside delivery team. So as long as you know that you're there, you're using Data Vault to accelerate the ingestion and connection of your data, and you're spending your time and effort uh, building insight on top of that, building interesting reports, interesting data visualizations, uh, as long as you're focused on, uh, on delivering products to the end users, you can have a, uh, a successful result with the Data Vault. Uh, if you spend your time and money implementing the Data Vault and getting the architecture right, and getting the model right and you haven't delivered any inside products then you're you're a project at risk you're a platform at risk you have to focus on exceeding the expectations of your end users by delivering good products
0: so yeah i think we've we've both experienced uh people that have tried to build a data vault and bring all source data into the the uh raw vault layer before even really thinking about business vault and information mart. so you you'd suggest don't do that and and start delivering reports quickly?
1: Well, yeah, and often the champions initiate the data vault are the architects, ETL developers and modelers. So they're very excited about this standard and having a really good framework uh, to load the vault and to reconcile the vault. And they forget about uh, who they're building it for. They forget about the data visualization side and the speed of delivery that you get from agile methods. Uh, where you're looking to deliver products to those users, get feedback from them. So the average business user doesn't care, isn't want to prov- doesn't want to provide feedback on your architecture or your Roval model. They want to provide v- feedback on the data visualizations. Uh, so as long as you're not getting overexcited over the platform and you're delivering a product, uh, you should be okay.
0: So then, yeah, we're obviously yes. it's, it's focused on getting results in front of the business quickly so did you have to modify uh, for your current project maybe or or one that you've done in the past did you have to modify um processes or or practices or even the data vault methodology to try and fit in with what the business was doing How how do you negotiate that
1: well we had to start out by saying data vault was a cost takeout that we needed to use to bring the data together the business already knew that the data was in disparate systems and they that it was quite expensive and time-consuming to connect it together. They already knew that on previous warehouse attempts that had been time-consuming to bring it together and create a single model, they'd seen problems with that, uh, MLC and I'll see it at other organizations. So they were wary of this enterprise data warehouse approach. So the first step was showing them we can have a raw vault layer and we can automate it so that it's actually a cost takeout instead of... Uh, spending X number of dollars, we can take out as much as $50,000 a month on our normal data wrangling costs and our normal data modeling and data integration costs by automating a lot of that through data vault automation. Uh, So, And then we explained the business vault. We said your raw vault, which is highly automated, is going to bring the data and connect it together. The business vault is where we're going to add a lot of business value and create what you consider to be the single view of truth for your important... Conform data and and important critical performance indicators. Uh, And we can deliver that a lot faster than we've done it previously, or that you could do it any other way uh, using automation. So you can either go with this data vault with higher level automation, or we can try and do it another way, and it would take three times as long, cost three times as much. So in the end, it kind of made sense that this was a cost takeout exercise. We had to deliver a single view of truth, uh, our industry regulator uh, demands that we do, and this became the easiest way to build that single view.
0: So, maybe from a business perspective, speed is the goal, and automation and data vault are the method to get that speed to happen.
1: Well, there's there's speed and there's quality. They they uh, they require speed of delivery on data coming in and being ingested, but they also require quality because some of the data gets used in reports to industry regulators or get service up to the board level as critical performance indicators. So you have to have it, uh, you have to have it both ways. You have to be able to deliver quickly, but you also have to know that what you're incrementally building has quality at an enterprise level creates an enterprise version of the truth. Uh, so that the trick to that is to spend the money on the uplift of data and not spend the money wrangling, just simply bringing the data into the platform. So by, Making it easy to bring data in, we had more time and money to spend on improving that data and creating uh, high value reports.
0: So, maybe the speed of a lake with the uh, governance of a warehouse, something like that. Yeah.
1: I think that's why a lot of companies try out data lakes. They think it's going to let them get to the data faster. But of course, as we all know, that just ends up becoming a data swamp. So, they want the concept of a lake where data can be brought onto the platform very quickly but also some of the rigor of the old traditional data warehousing where you could trust what you saw and you can build a single
0: view of truth. Yeah. I think, yeah. I mean, obviously, quick reports are good, but quick reports you can trust the better. (laughs) Um, So thinking about how Disciplined Agile is built into the Data Vault methodology, how does that actually play out now that you're you're building your own warehouse to manage? How does does working with Disciplined Agile work uh, in real life?
1: well it's helped us uh estimate quite accurately the ingestion of data on the platform we can work out uh how much time and how much cost there is to onboarding a new system and getting into the raw vault because everything can be expanded out uh, through the automation tool you can know x number of hours per table or per column Uh, and then with the discipline agile complexity ratings you can kind of work out which area is going to be more complex and give them extra time and extra effort on those areas so we can uh, we've got a a high degree of certainty on how we bring data into the platform get it into a broad vault Uh, on the business vault we're learning we're using the discipline agile techniques of uh, of reviewing how we're doing and and getting a better understanding of how to estimate complex work like building a mart and building a dashboard and set of drill down reports we're using the iterations and the learning from each iteration to refine our estimation model so uh, we can deliver uh, we can deliver more quickly uh, and then we can improve with each sprint on what we deliver and we can become better at estimating the effort for bringing in new systems or, or delivering new analytics
0: and what about maybe responding quickly to you know changing needs have you experienced that where uh, something crops up and a you know as an emergency or a business issue that that, that needs data fast uh,
1: yeah so with We want to be able to compare well against shadow data systems. We do want to be able to see a new reporting requirement like a COVID dashboard, and we want to be able to deliver that in a sprint. Uh, So, In order to do that, we have to have a squad which can deliver each part of the solution from end to end and be fully focused on it and working together in that sprint to deliver uh, data from a new source all the way through to a new report in one single sprint. Uh, Sometimes the the complexity is greater and it requires uh, a number of weeks of business analysis. That's something that happens in uh, financial reporting quite a lot. But once we get to building, once we know what it is we're building, what the business wants, we have that uh, accelerated delivery so we can take the data from source all the way through to the endpoint, the delivery layer, and send it out in a report very quickly.
0: Yeah, that's great. So you made a good start with uh, the Iris platform and, and getting things moving. Um, realistically, how far out can you see your roadmap extending at this point?
1: Oh, we'll be building this platform out for years. We can see right now that uh, our initial sprint was to get data auto automation running and have a populated raw vault with the beginnings of a business vault. We had a business vault pilot, several uh, party tables. Now we want to build out that uh, enterprise model, which involves more master data objects and involves. Uh, more source systems, and uh, and and bringing in more un- business units onto the platform. So we have a repeatable process of uh, ingesting data and expanding a new subject area, and we're just going to roll through that. Uh, we'll be doing this, I think, for a number of years.
0: Yeah, and that'll build on itself. Obviously, you'll have data in the warehouse to use. You're bringing new sources. Does it does it change the way you? Uh, talk to the business with uh, when you can estimate being more reactive and a lot faster?
1: Yeah, we've certainly changed around uh, our estimation model so that we can say that we can start delivering things in the first couple of sprints. And we used to have to say that, you know, it could take six weeks uh, before we can start building our model or populating our model. But now we can... Deliver almost straight away. As long as we can get access to the data, we can bring it into the raw vault straight away, and at least build a prototype report or prototype mart. So we're a lot more confident about going to the business saying uh, we can start delivering you something in the first couple of sprints.
0: And maybe a slight tangent, but um, obviously you're in a financially, you know, financial services organisation, so it's regulated. Um, what about the governance aspects? Um, how important is things like lineage and you know and a well-maintained glossary to, to being able to support those new artifacts?
1: Well, we like the idea that we've got a before and an after image of all our data. So the Raw Vault gives us a before image. It lets us track through time series every record we ever receive into the warehouse, every copy of that record and how it changes over time. So we know that we can reconcile what we saw when we produced a report. Uh, We then can compare uh, our raw vault data to our business vault where we're creating our complex transformations. We're trying to clean up our data and we're trying to create a single view of master data. And we're trying to run some fairly complex financial calculations and risk calculations. But at least we can uh, go through our, our testing and compare the before and after data and see how we got to that result and see what potential records we missed or what records we have accounted. But we do have a fairly good way for test teams to reconcile the data now.
0: Yeah, it's great. I think how Vault doesn't just give you a way to model, but it actually gives you a process to follow for all aspects of the development and then then the ongoing. So, I mean, to probably wrap up, is there any advice that you would give someone who's starting on this journey around how they actually uh, you know, get their business case up and engage with the business and and uh, and get things rolling?
1: Yeah, I'd say you need someone who can explain what Data Vault actually is to the business user, how it's not necessarily all about the modelling uh, uh, rules and the architecture. It is a way of building something of lasting value and spending money and time on things that are valuable back to that business user. So that usually requires explaining uh, how a Data Vault Automation framework is going to take out a huge amount of cost and should be your first step uh, instead of trying to build it yourself. And then understanding how the business user helps the business units. Uh, sorry, how the business fault helps the business units. The business fault ends up being the expanding uh, information assets that let you run code once and reuse it across the organization many times. A single view of the truth for important measures, for important master data. Uh, for important uh, calculations. And by doing it once and storing it there, you're taking a lot of the redundant IT spend that's currently going on where you're wrangling the same data in 10 or 12 places every year. So by explaining what we're trying to build and what belongs in each layer, what belongs in raw vault, business vault, delivery layer, reports analytics, we were able to get the business users understanding uh, that this was the best way to bring the data together and that it would give them uh, trusted inside, trusted reports more quickly than uh, the ways they were doing it previously in departmental marts. So does that,
0: does that change your squad? Do you have a business user looking at the visualization as part of the, the core squad as you're developing these assets?
1: Uh, we think it's very important to have a product owner it, it, from the beginning and being in the standoffs and being part of the squad so that they can get excited about what's being built for them and they can give us constant feedback on how we link the data together and how we improve the data and how we deliver reports. So we do like having a business owner who helps us make the important business decisions all the way through uh, from start to end.
0: Yeah, cool. Yeah, it's, it's great. I think um, really good insights. And, look, thanks for joining today. Um, I really appreciate your time. I think you guys are doing a you know great job, and it's a really cool project. Um, we're, we're really happy to be part of it. Um, and it's nice to chat again. So thanks for joining.
1: Thanks, Julian. Yeah, it's been good to chat.
0: Thanks for listening. If you'd like to access additional resources on today's topic, be notified when new episodes of Data Dialogues go live and access valuable information management resources and news, head over to certasolutions.com forward slash data dialogues or follow the link in the description. I hope you'll join me on the next episode.